1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Gunsmoke, original air dates April 7th, 1957, and the title is Rock Bottom.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty
5: You and that doggone
4: jail look like home tonight, Mr. Dillon. It's been a long ride. Get a fire going and some coffee started, will you, Chester? I'll unsettle the horses. Yes, sir. hat. What? It's Tover, Matt. Van Tover. Oh, hello, Van. I didn't recognize you there in the dark. I've been waiting for you, Matt. I wanted to talk to you. Well? Alone, if it's all the same. No offense, Chester.
5: You old none took it, Mr. Stover. I was just going on in and make some coffee anyhow. I'll make us all some. Oh, i Matt.
4: Why didn't you wait inside, Van? The office is open. I did for a while, but just couldn't stay settled. And I guess you have got something on your mind. Matt, you know a lot about me. You know I tore around when I was younger before I met Edna, and we got married and the kid come. Yep, yeah, like most men, Van. No, that that ain't what I mean exactly. I mean, I never quite got on the wrong side of the law, but I pretty near did a few times. Well? Well, I was mighty handy with a gun, Matt, and I was too quick to use one a lot of times. Sure, it was always self-defense, but... What do you getting Matt, then? Matt, you still got that gun I gave you two years ago when the kid was born? Yeah, it's in the office in the safe. You got any need for it? No. I want it back. I better get this other saddle off. No, No, Matt, wait. I can go buy another gun. It's just that I'm used to that one. I carried it for years. And I got to have one tonight. You haven't worn a gun for two years now, Van. You told me when you gave it to me, you were through with gunfighting. I didn't ask for this. For the kid's sake and Edna's. So you told me. That's true, man. You said you only had one enemy in the world and you hadn't heard of him for years. What's the matter? Have you gone out and made yourself a new one? No. Well, it's the same one, huh? He's caught up with you? Well, it was 12 years ago, clear down in Durango. Fight over a girl, nobody. She didn't even count. I just fought easy in them days, was all. Yeah, sure. This fellow drawed on me, and I put a bullet through his leg. He was still laid up with it when I rode out of town. And he swore he'd find me and kill me. I didn't pay it much, mine. We all talk big when we are young, you know. I know. He rode into Dodge today. He's been asking for me. Ah. Uh-huh. What's his name? Largo Greeland. He's a big fella. He's built like a bull. Always wears two guns, and he can shoot with either hand. Van, does your shoulders still bother you son? What's that got to do with it? Look, you might as well have given me that gun four years ago when that horse fell and rolled on you. Now, you get mixed up in something like this with that bad shoulder and you'll be dead before you even get your gun clear of the leather. You must be out of your head. You think I want to meet Largo? You sure act like it. He's come after me. Twelve years he's been looking. That's a lot of hate, Max. And if I don't call him here in town, he'll come on out to the ranch. I got Edna and the kid to think of. All right, then think of them. Stay out of this and leave it to me. You think I wouldn't like to? Matt, I'm scared. I know what I'm up against, and I'm scared to death. Then get out of town. Stay clear of you, and let me handle it. It's not your fight, Matt. It might be. Well, ain't no use arguing about it. If it's all right with you, I'll take my gun and not bother you no more. Why don't you use your head, Van? You haven't got a chance. I want the gun, Matt. I want it now. All right, then. come on, Chester. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Get Van Tover's gun out of the safe, will you? <laughs>
3: Get it out. I'll
4: figure what out,
3: Kitty? You, the way you're acting.
4: How am I acting? There?
3: Well, you've been leaning on the bar
5: for the last hour with the same drink beside you. You haven't even touched it.
4: Well, I guess I'm not thirsty. It's well, not that mess. You're drawn tighter than a two-dollar cinch.
3: You're waiting for something, aren't you?
4: Uh, don't worry about it. No use borrowing trouble.
5: If anybody's about to borrow from it,
4: it's uh, you. Kitty, huh? will you excuse me for a minute? Uh. Look, you stay here and finish your drink. I, uh... I got something that needs attended to. I'll be back oh. in a little while. Okay, man. <laughs>
5: Is
3: your name Largo Greeland? Might be. What's on your mind, mister? Well, I'm the marshal here in Dodge. What is that, huh? Yeah.
4: You, uh... Ever been in the
3: Cherokee Strip, Parker? Oh, now I see. you Tover to come whining to you, I reckon. Got you to do his fighting for him, huh? I'm not talking about Tover. I'm talking about some wanted bulletins I've been
4: looking over. Got your name and face on them. You don't say? One of them's for murder
3: down on the Cherokee Strip. Van must have changed some. Spook's easier, for one thing. Hollers for his hit. Forget about Van. That's kind of a hard thing to do, Marshal, when you've looked for a man 12 years and finally found him. Understand he's staked out over by the stock pins. Got covered the sides and behind. Sure looks like he ain't running no chances. <laughs> but I can wait. Let him sweat some. He can't stay there forever. You're under arrest for murder, Largo. Now I'd like to blood you, Marshal. But I got other business in town. Not now you haven't. Oh, I ain't gonna draw on you. More than likely, you got a man somewhere behind me. No, I ain't gonna draw on you.
4: I'm sorry, Largo, but I've had that kicking trick tried on me before. Now get up on your feet. Come on,
5: mister. We're going to jail. Doggone it, man. I'm telling you. Someday you're going to take one chance two minutes.
4: Oh, what do you mean, Doc?
5: Trying to arrest somebody you know's a killer. With your gun in your holster.
4: Doc, a lawman that went around with a pistol in his hand would last about a week. Why? Because there were outlaw in town would figure he had a right to ambush him. Uh, <laughs> Marshal! huh uh-huh. Oh. Uh, you're in town kind of late, aren't you, Miss Tover?
5: Marshal, where's Van?
4: Oh, I don't know. Around town somewhere, I guess. Now, Doc, you know Miss Tover, don't you?
5: Oh, I? of course I know. Who do you think delivered that babyhood? How are you, Edna?
0: Marshal, who's Ben going to fight? Fight? He's wearing a gun, first time in two years. And he's in town looking for somebody. He wouldn't tell me anything, but I know. I can feel it when a man's mind's took up with killing.
4: Easy now, Miss Tover. Whatever he might have been thinking, he can forget. And you can, too. There's nothing to worry about.
5: That's easy to say. It
4: happens to be true. The fellow he was worrying about's in jail. All right. I guess Van doesn't know it yet.
0: Are you telling me the truth, Marshal? Yes,
4: I am. Now, why don't you get yourself back out to the ranch? That husband of yours is going to be tired and hungry when he finally rides in tonight.
0: You're
5: You're sure this man's in jail, Marshal? Yeah, he's there, all right. Well, of course he's here. Now, you head for home, young lady, before you really give Van something to worry about. Gallivanting around alone this time of night? All right, Doc, I will. Good night. And good night, Marshal.
4: Good night, Miss Tilbert. Uh, blameful and
5: worrying over nothing.
4: Yeah, that's right, Doc. The same as you were.
5: Same as I was. Oh, oh you mean about you taking chances and all? Well, oh, that's different now. Mister John. Ah, uh-huh, that Chester. He can find more reasons to hoop and holler. Oh,
4: yeah. What's the matter, Chester?
5: <laughs> He jumped me right there in the cell. I fetched him some water so he could clean up when he come to, and he was just playing possum. Are you hurt? No, I ain't hurt. That ain't what I'm trying to tell you, Mister Jones. Well, what is it then? He got away. Golly, he sure, sure didn't waste no time making himself scarce, Mr. Dillon. No, he sure didn't. Now, uh,
4: Doc, uh, any sign of him around the railroad depot?
5: No, not a whisper, man. Quiet as a tomb over there. Man. And I didn't see Van Tover, either.
4: Yeah. we got to find one of them
5: before they find
4: each other. Well, it's just possible that he pulled stakes and lit out, man. But after twelve years looking for Tover, he's still around somewhere.
5: Well, you had him locked up in jail. Oh, Mr. Dillon, I just don't know how it happened. He just fooled me long. Ah, you're probably thinking about women. They're always fooling you, too. Now, you look here, I Forget right. it,
4: Chester. We all get taken out once in a while.
5: Now, I just don't know how he tricked me. Well, long. never
4: mind. It's done now. The thing to do is to find him. He hasn't had time to get very far.
5: But you What? Ah uh, yeah. Over here, Miles. I mm, wonder what old Miles is doing out this time of night. He's probably trying to peddle something. Make another five cents profit so he can sleep better. I heard that, Doc. I heard what you were saying behind my back. <laughs> there isn't anything I wouldn't say to your front, you old skinflint. What's what? on your mind, Miles? Uh, Matthew, there's something mighty funny going on. How's that so? I just came past the livery stable. Mrs. Stover started to drive out, and some fella jumped into the buggy with her. What? Mm-hmm. There was a big fella built like a bow. He made a turn around and go back into the stable.
4: And it looks like we've found Largo. Come on, let's go.
5: Well, he might have left. It's been five minutes since I saw him. If you saw them at all, you'd probably been nipping at that scotch whiskey yet. you. One of these days, Doc, you'll go too far. Look
2: up. Well, uh, I guess he ain't
5: left yet after all. <sighs> Largo! Come
3: on out of there, With your Hands up. <laughs> Me and the lady too comfortable, Marshal. Why don't you come and join us? Let her come out alone and you won't get hurt. I don't think you would get hurt. Not while she's with me. Matt, what's going on? You got Largo cornered in there. I heard a shot. Go find her husband, Marshal. Tell him if he hurries, she might still be breathing.
5: Marshal, no. Matt, that's Edna. Don't let that Largo's got
4: Edna in there. Uh, dirty. Wait a minute, man won't help her any to walk out there and get yourself killed. There's no
5: so, use so. arguing, Matt.
4: No, I guess you're right. There isn't any. use arguing. Doc, take care of him, will you? Chester, get his gun.
5: Uh-huh.
4: And see if you can hold Largo's attention. Fire a couple of shots. I'm going to try to slip in the back.
5: Okay, Mr. Miller. Hey, let me have his gun, Doc. Uh-huh. Uh, Largo, you ain't got a chance. Gun
3: out and walk out of there with your hands up for me, and Mr. Dillon comes in after you. Come on,
5: if you feel lucky. You think we don't mean business, Margo? Captain didn't say You Annie? You'd better be careful, boys. You're scaring the lady. <laughs> me and Mr. Dillon give you just two minutes before we
3: rush you. You know where to find me. Come on, I'll pick you off one at a time. It's
0: right after I shoot the lady, of course. Please, let me go. I don't know who
3: you are, but... Shut up before you get me mad. Don't move, Largo. Marshal. Well. Sneaked in the back way. Like any ordinary pool cat. Don't turn around, Largo. Just drop that gun. Sorry, Marshal. A man waits 12 years for something. It ain't easy for him to just give up and quit.
4: You had all the chance you're going to get, Largo. You move that gun one inch toward Ms. Tobin, that's the last move you'll ever
3: make. Has to be a last move sometime, Marshal. So I reckon it might as well be Now!
5: He's... he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, Marshal. You all right, Mr. Jones? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, Chester. Uh. Get her out
4: of here, will you? Take her to Van. You'll want to know that she's safe.
5: That's right, we'll... you know. Everything's all right now, Miss Tilbury. You just come along.
3: Hey, Doc. Uh,
5: Yes,
4: man? Well, looks like I've done my job. Now it's time for you to take over.
5: Another coroner's case?
4: Yeah, that's right, Doc. Coroner's case. You know, there are many kinds of horses on the frontier the spotted horse of the Indians or Appaloosa. A cowboy's pony, which might be a mustang or quarter horse, or even an occasional thoroughbred. But one thing's certain. Everyone rode, man, woman, or child. And next week, Dodge watches an Indian girl ride in the town,
3: half dead in her saddle. folk Produced and directed by Norman McDonald. Stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutfield, with editorial supervision by John Meston. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Gene Fates, Barney Phillips, and Ben Wright. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNair is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Our thanks to TV Radio Mirror and to you, our listening audience for selecting Gunsmoke as the best Western program on radio for the third consecutive year. We are also pleased and proud to announce that William Conrad was selected as the best Western star. The results of this annual poll appear in the current issue of TV Radio Mirror. Join us again next week for another story on Smoke. This is the CBS Radio
5: Network.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed.